Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, April 9th, 2021. It's part two of our trade deadline special. We're doing this Vegas style, folks. We got a we got high stakes uh, bets on the line, tick t- reputations to save, all that good stuff. It's going to be a ton of fun. We'll explain in just a second. But let's welcome in the boys. I'm Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi. Here today with me, as always, is Detroit Sports Encyclopedia, Scotty Bentley. What's going on, Scotty? How's it going? It's going, man. I really don't want to lose uh, this this show. That's what's really going on. But yeah. Oh, and uh, <laughs> welcome, producer Brian. Who's actually Brian. here? There we I go. Just, I am a real person. I'm not there fake. You go. I, I exist, and I'm happy to actually be here for once. And now it's my pleasure to introduce Nolan Bianchi, host of the Lockdown Red Wings. <laughs> Executed perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Executed perfectly. He was not here when we explained those rules, but he remembered from yesterday. <laughs> because he edits the show. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah God bless you, Brian. You're just on your toes by uh... – in in every sense of the word so what we're doing here is we're making this is our bold predictions episode so we're doing it like like i said kind of vegas style uh so we're doing over unders um you know odds and things like that the way it's going to work is we're going to have we have like six different little games to play and uh so for the over unders if you get that right that's two points um you know the two most likely trade partners for the red wings if you get both of those right it's four points if you get one right two um, and then to close things off, what we have is uh, all the players on the Red Wings are on the table. And so we're going to pick, um, you know, as many players as you want, who you think are going to be traded. Now, if you get them right, each one right is X is plus two points, but each one wrong is minus two points. Uh, and so by the time that it's all done, it, you know, we'll add up the points and the winner is gets to buy a new hat paid for by you know the the, the other three, three. Losers. yeah yeah i was gonna say by brian scotty and ethan which was awfully some wow uh, of, yeah, wow of me. he's a little uh, confident i'm, I'm little at, like confident. hypothetically should i win sure uh, but the loser i the, this is not about a winner uh folks i i, I gotta say this is about um, not this is about not losing because the the loser has to do a tiktok dance uh i think chosen by chosen by the committee yeah, the, the winning sure. committee, a, com- a committee, the non-losing chooser, committee, sure. um, the, <laughs> the non-loser people. Yep. Yeah, uh, and and then we're gonna put it up on our Twitter page and uh, their personal Twitter page. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I really, we are. I really hope it's not me. That yeah. was. Just... <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. I really hope it's Ethan because um, <laughs> Ethan's girlfriend is big into TikTok, and they do tiktoks on the weekend so i know ethan's got it in him like i've seen it. that's hilarious that's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. yeah i've i've seen a lot of them um i won't give that <laughs> away because then it would ruin the surprise of when he actually has to do it hopefully i i'm rooting against ethan i don't know about you guys but 
I obviously want to come first, but you know, that's, that's, that's an afterthought to, uh, to all this. So the thing is about that is that he's not here. He's at work right now. Uh, I texted him all the, all the, the games that we're going to be playing. He's going to eventually text me back. We'll put them up on our uh, Twitter page at L O underscore Red Wings. So you guys can follow along and, and see where he stands and things. But unfortunately we're not going to get his picks uh, on the show because, you know, we got places to go people to see him. We got to press a record button. We can't wait around for him to, uh, finish up being an engineer and stuff like that. So uh, let's, let's get this started with you're at the roulette table. All right, boys. Uh, the numbers are one through seven, put your chips down on whichever number you think the Red Wings are going to acquire the most draft picks of. So if you think they're going to acquire the most first round picks or more first round picks than anything else, you'll put it down on one. If you think they're going to acquire, you know, a bunch of seventh round picks, you put it down on seven. You guys get the deal. Who wants to lead us off for that? Um, see, so, so my, my back and forth with this is that on the kind of like we've talked about yesterday, right. Or the two days ago, whatever. Um, that uh, the picks we acquire might not be the picks that they, those picks turn into. Is that even English? Like the trading down that will occur. I got really you. throw a wrench in it. You know what I mean? No, um, I don't think it's, it's all, it's all what happens before the, right, 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 right. I, I know. I know. I, 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 I think in terms of like final result though, and that's why it's just messing with my brain. Um, I would say, man, do you have an answer off rip? Do you know what you want to do? Yeah, I'm going with four. Uh, I think that I like, like that, that will like probably, that. you know, you'll probably just get like, uh, like throwaway picks. Like if, if you think about it, like with the, with the bigger players, there are, you know, it's a potential to have like a fourth or a fifth thrown in. Uh, and then you have a bunch of guys like Bobby Ryan and Sam Gagne where a fourth round pick might be the focal point for sure. of the deal. So that's See, why I'm going with number four. I, I'm, I'm strapped. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm straddling between on the other, each side of four I'm on three and five. Okay. And I'm debating between that because for the, for the same logic. So five, I like, because I think, like you said, the throw-ins kind of like, Oh, you know, if we get a fourth and a fifth, a third and a fifth, whatever, I think five is a, is a solid throw-in pick number. Um, but third, I like for if, if trades were to happen straight up, I feel like the most we would get is third. So that's why I'm going back and forth in my head between those two. I think I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go with fifth round. I'm glad you went with fifth, Scotty, because I'm going to go with third. Okay, I was beautiful. The entire time beautiful. you guys are talking, I think that Steve Eisman's going to try and get as many. Obviously, the throw-in picks are going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of those going around, but I think – for the guys that we have that are that could be traded, I think the third round pick is probably going to be the asking point. It could devolve like down, you know, downgrade into a fourth or a fifth, but it doesn't have to be a third round pick for 2021 or 2022. It could be right. a 2023 third round. Or I, I personally sure. think 2023 is where it's going to be. Or third round pick is where it's going to be. <laughs> what am I saying? All right. I like it. I like that we each have different like answers that. for this. Yeah. I assume Ethan will probably overlap on one of us. Um, but I guess we'll we'll get that pick later on. Ethan uh, told me he thinks first round, so we can just write that down. Is that what he said? Yeah, I, I swear. I swear. <laughs> Should I really wait? Is that really what he said? No. Oh, no oh, okay. I, I wasn't. I was, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, bookkeeping purposes. I just had to know. Uh, all right. Um, over Legal under 
three and a half picks acquired in this upcoming trade deadline. Somebody else lead us off. I'm going to say over. If we're talking about a total number of draft picks accumulated, I think you could easily get over that with even two trades. You could get over three, what is it, three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, I think you could easily get over that with two picks or two trades. You get two even late round picks. There, there you go from one trade, another uh, second and third from another trade. Boom, you're at four already. Easy three over three and a half. All right, Scotty. Um, I, I really like where the number is set on this one. Um, if it was if it was four and a half, I think I probably would have taken under. To be honest with you, um, but I think that's me being more bullish on how many trades we're actually going to be able to pull off, which I think we'll get to later. Um, man, I, I think I still, it's three and a half, right? I think I still have to take the over again, when you consider the, the throw in picks that are in there and, and all that, I, I think, I think the safe, the safe bet is definitely still going over, but I really like that number. I'm going to go with the under and this might contra this is more of a, uh, in-game decision within the context of this podcast. And it necessarily might be of my bold predictions. I'm not super confident that it's going to be over. And so since both of you guys are taking the over, I'm seeing this as a, uh, as a point, as a place where I can pick up two points um, sure. and separate myself maybe from the, the pack just a little bit, because we have heard like, you know, and obviously in, um, okay, wait, hold on. Actually, we just pause real quick, little little inside baseball here. We just pause Sidebar. real quick. What we're doing, we're going to do the net total. So, like, if the Red Wings trade a pick and then lose a pick, um, that's zero. So, we're doing net total. I'm going to definitely take the under now because I like, I like at least one of the trades being made sending out a pick. And if that's the case, uh, and I, I like the number three. I like the number three. So, I'm going to take the under there. Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of the possibility for sure. I think I yeah, I, I think I, I could definitely see it happening. I don't, I don't think that's uh, egregious by any means. I'm, I'm going to stick yeah. even with the net. I'm going to stick with the the over uh, again, just because throwing in late rounders is such a common practice. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the fence and, and could absolutely see it going under. Yeah, I agree, Scott. That does, I mean, it does change the narrative. You you think now that it's a net, now that we've agreed on net total, that makes that three and a half a lot harder to choose, where before I was saying it was an easy decision. But since we're sellers at the trade deadline, the Red Wings are sellers at the trade deadline, acquiring picks is going to be the name of the game. I think they're still going to get over three and a half, but it is a much tougher decision. Now I'm thinking a lot harder about it. For sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, the only person I could really see us attaching a pick to of the likely of anybody really to get traded would be um, Mantha or like if we were begging someone to take the stall salary, which I think is totally unnecessary because we got a pick for getting him in the first place. I, I, I don't, I think they'd rather just stand pat. And they're always um, retain if they have to, they have. Right. Exactly. So, so I think the really the only person I could see us attaching picks to is Mantha. Um, I guess maybe Bernier, but that's even, uh, half a year of a goalie in his thirties. I'm not really sure adding a pick to that is going to make the value that much better. So uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm still pretty, 
pretty I'm, I'm gonna stick with what i have but i absolutely could see it going on this that's definitely not uh out of the possibility all right fellas i think i uh i think i gained some i i feel confident about what just transpired uh in terms of me you know chip chip chipping away here i gotta talk to the folks about rockauto.com though if you guys don't mind i'm gonna take a quick break here uh with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront uh why would you endure pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning like uh, is this an odyssey an lx or an ex like i don't know man like i just i just drive it i just bought it uh and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry you have x or you have computers with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket rockauto.com is a family business they're serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years go to rockauto.com right now shop from hundreds uh, of manufacturers for auto and body parts they got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet so when you go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck just do us one little favor and write locked on and there how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you they've got amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts that your car will ever need it's rockauto.com to Littstrom, couldn't one-time it. Littstrom to Zetterberg. Cornwall, shooting, score! Cornwall wins it, 400 for Chris Osgood! Watch our trade deadline show Monday, April 12th at noon Eastern at Lockdown Live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and the Odyssey app. It's the only place to get in-the-moment reactions and analysis to the biggest NHL deadline moves from local experts covering their teams. Follow Lockdown Live today to watch the Lockdown NHL Live trade deadline show. Uh, I would say we're probably looking at around 140-ish on uh, on trade deadline day. So tune in and, and me, Scott, will be uh, joining the crew, uh, Andrew and Mary, to talk about the Red Wings trade deadline, all that other good stuff. So make sure to, to be there. Segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, a proud member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings and do us a favor, just subscribe and uh, make sure that every morning when you wake up, the newest episode is already loaded onto your phone, ready for your morning commute. We're continuing on with our Vegas style bold prediction competition trade deadline uh, extravaganza hoopla. Um and we got some more games to play. So far, we've done you know the number of picks that the Red Wings are going to acquire, which type of draft pick the, the Red Wings are going to acquire the most of. And now we have over under two and a half trades for the Red Wings. What do you guys got? I'm going to take the under on this. Um, I think that this is maybe a little contradictory of my picks over under. Um, but uh, so maybe this is me just kind of like playing it safe and hoping that one of those hits, but I think in theory, we should just trade as many people as possible. Absolutely. Um, but we've kind of seen with uh, a lot of teams in this city and specifically this team over the last couple of trade deadlines, the last couple of years all around town uh, that just because people are on the block or should be moved doesn't mean they always do. Uh, why is Wayne Ellington still a piston? Like there are plenty of examples. And I think that, um, I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't think we just stand pat. We absolutely will trade people, but I think two is a pretty solid number. I think two trades getting done is, is pretty realistic and feasible. 
I have gone back and forth on this. And, and again, like, you know, there are points in this game where we're going to contradict ourselves. Like that's just the reality of For what's sure. going to happen here. So don't yell at us online. Um, we'll be like, you said this. Uh, <laughs> so I, here's the thing. You look back at the past couple deadlines. We just went, we just did a deep dive of uh, every Red Wings trade deadline since 2017. Great episode. A, a super fun episode. Go back and, and listen to that. Uh, we declare winners and losers. Go, you know, find out, follow the trade trees, find out who all those picks were. It was a good time. Um, and in all those seasons, besides 2017, they have only made two trades per deadline. Now, the circumstances might have been a little bit different. Like the Red Wings may not have had necessarily, you know, like going into last year's deadline, they didn't necessarily have a whole lot of uh, stuff to kind of ship out. Um, they do this year, but the circumstances of the, the pandemic and all that other stuff make it a little bit tough to me. So if I'm just looking at what happens in a normal year, compared to how I think things will happen in a pandemic year, despite the fact that the number of, you know, pending UFAs the Red Wings have make you know, this deadline seem poised to be more active than in years past. I'm going to go uh, under two and a half as well. I think that two is almost, I don't want to say a guarantee, but I feel confident that there will be at least two trades this deadline and then I think that how, how often do we sit here and we make predictions and then something goes awry? I actually think that if two is a, like, we're all agreeing that two could happen. I'm going to go a step further and say, we're going to get surprised. There's going to be a third trade. And I'm, so I'm going to take the over on this one. I think everything that you said, Nolan, about the fact that there is more pieces this year that are poised to be moved is that like, that is a focal point of this season is mm -hmm. all about still accumulating those draft picks. Cause none of the players on these team are long-term. So I, I think that we're going to get surprised. I think we're going to see at least three trades done. Plus that'll help cement me in getting those draft picks that I so desperately need not to have to do a TikTok dance. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, the, I, I agree with you. I, that, and that was kind of the thing that I was like fighting with is I do think there's going to be at least two. Yeah. Am I willing to bet that there's a third with two points on the line? I don't think so. So that's yeah, kind of tough one for sure. That's kind of where I uh, I fall on that one. Um, the two most likely trade partners. I think we we did two because if we did one, I think everybody was probably going to pick the same one. Um, and who knows? You we might not all pick that same one. Uh, but we figured you can get two points per correct answer. Should we pick three trade partners? That might how be about, How about we do two, but no one's allowed to pick Edmonton? All right, fair yeah, enough. That's a good idea. Right? I'll, yeah, Because yeah. if, we, if we're really just expanding because everybody's going to have the Oilers on their list. So we might as well just do two, but that's not allowed. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah. All right, who wants to lead us off? I mean, I'll start. I have one I, I feel very good about. I, I, hmm. I'm pretty, it's only half of it. So I, you'll need to come back around for my second one, which I'm still going back and forth on. I'm going to put Toronto in mind. Wow. Okay. I feel, I feel decently confident that to some extent to that, some trade is made with Toronto between us. I think they're going to buy really hard. Uh, and I think that of all the sellers on the market, 
we have the widest range, I guess I'd say, of like stuff that you could need. Maybe uh, no one's going to be a, a you know top half of the line player for them. But for depth purposes, I think that uh, I, I like that one. So I'm looking at teams that are like on the edge of being a playoff contender. Cause I feel like those are the teams that you're going to be most likely to be able to deal with players, teams that want to be able to make the playoffs. And I see a team on here that Steve Eisman has a long history of trading with, especially in his time in Tampa. We made a deal this off season that brought in a defenseman named Mark Stahl, New York Rangers fifth in the East division at 41 points. I think they're going to try and make a push for the playoffs. I think that that's going to be a very likely trade partner for Steve Eisman because of that long history too. Yeah, uh, I mean, the thing with 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 the Rangers is like, are they going to be being five points out of the race? They do have two games in hand on Boston. I think that's an important you know thing to note. Um, but they're five points out of the race with two uh, with two games in hand on fourth. I that's interesting. I I agree. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's a great pick. Uh, did you have a second? And I was looking down beneath that. Um, at the West Division, and the fact that St. Louis is three points out of a playoff spot uh, with a game and right behind the Arizona Coyotes, I think that they they are going to be needing pieces too. That one's my more like I'm just going out there on a limb, thinking that that could be a trade partner. But I they're they're just on the cusp of making the playoffs. I think that they could need a couple pieces. Um. All right, I'm gonna go somewhat similar, or I'm gonna go with the Bruins. I think they're gonna make a play for. Uh, I mean, they could use either Bobby Ryan or Luke Lindenning, realistically. Um, and so I, I just like, I've heard them a lot in the Bobby Ryan trade talks. Like, and I think Bobby Ryan's probably one of the more likely guys to get traded. Uh, and if like, and if he does like the Bruins to me kind of represent somewhat of a perfect fit. Uh, and then I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche. I, I do think that uh, Bernier is going to get moved. And they kind of seem like they are definitely in win now mode. They have the assets, they have all of these things. They need a goaltender desperately. Um, I think I I'm like almost positive that they're going to make a move for like a, a legit, you know, guy who can round out that tandem. I just, I, I'm going to go with Boston and Colorado. So we can overlap because Colorado was going to be my second one. Yeah, Is that yeah. like sacrilegious? Okay. No, no, so no. yeah, I, I'm, I, I feel good about Colorado just because of the wide array of things that I think they could acquire. I think they absolutely could acquire a goalie. We have a goalie on the market. I think they absolutely could acquire uh, a, a Bobby Ryan slash Luke Lendenning type of player. Um, and, and I also think even on the, on the defensive side, that that's not out of the realm of possibility too. And we have two guys up there um, as far as we're concerned that are going to get moved too in Maryland install that could get moved, I should say. Um, so I, I think that um, as far as them casting a wide net of things that they would need or want to acquire, I think that we can fill a lot of uh, holes on that team. So I, I, I agree with Colorado for sure. Yeah. And like, they just really need depth like everywhere. Um, right. And so, like you said, that, that puts a lot of different things on the table. I also think like, I I'm, I'm curious to, I'm very, very, very curious to know how desperate Steve Eisenman is to trade Jonathan Bernier. I want to know if like, he's content with not trading Bernier. Um, like how, I, I guess, how would he just like juxtaposes 
the desire to have Bernier for another month first. Like at, at the end of the day, like if the best you're getting is a fourth round pick for Jonathan Bernier, I think you still pull the trigger on that. Like, yeah, I, it I is what it is. Like I, well, my comparison is always going to be right. My comparison's always Wayne Ellington. Cause it still doesn't make sense to me <laughs> that he's on the team. So like, that's just what I always go back to, but it, it there, even if, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say if, if the best offer for him is a seventh round pick, you're, I don't understand the value in holding on to him. I, it does not make sense to me. So I would do yeah. just about anything. He is a career backup who is currently playing the best he has ever played exactly. with a state percentage of 918 on a very affordable and expiring contract. If you're a team that's making a playoff push, there's absolutely no reason why you wouldn't want a goaltender that has been consistent between the pipes for a year and a half now. I was going to say, and that's, that's the biggest thing is the year and a half. Like he's been this good for not just this season. Like he's been this good for, for quite some time. That's um, like December of 19. Well, that's when he, yeah, really yeah. That's when he like, yep. It's really kind of turned it up. Um, and so like, there's not, there's not that as much worry there of like, Oh, is he going to come over here and shit the bed? Like, um, yeah, that, that kind of, that makes sense to me. All right. So Scott's got Toronto and Colorado. I've got Boston and Colorado. And then Brian has uh, the Rangers and, St. Louis. St. Louis. All right. Mm. Um, St. Louis. I like see. that. Do we have another? No. All right. We got to go to our next break. Got to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over. College basketball, it might be over too. But guess what, guys? The NHL, just getting interesting. The NBA, just ramping up. We're heading towards playoff season. That's the most exciting time to place your bets, most exciting time to get in on the action. Heck, if you think, you know, uh, Colorado is going to make a couple big moves and the uh, odds don't necessarily reflect what you think they're going to be after the trade deadline, to go ahead and throw a little bit of money on them. Try and get that uh, future on the avalanche to win a Stanley Cup or whoever really. Uh, now's the best time to do that. And then you can have a team to root for for the remainder of the season. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. So just head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's with our promo code locked on. I should probably mention that. The promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, boys, segment three here at the Locked On Revenues podcast, trade deadline special part two. If you hadn't listened to part one, go back and do that. Uh, we did a how do you feel about it Friday style. It was a lot of fun. We wrapped it up with some lunch, uh, like middle or you know elementary school lunch trading slash uh card trading talk it was a lot of fun uh so go listen to that as well we got some some things to wrap up here we got two more games to play uh to find out who you know will become the uh the trade deadline champion of the lockdown red wings podcast get yourself a nice old new hat and who will become the loser have to do a tiktok dance high stakes here uh at the lockdown red wings podcast i think all of us are are very um anxious over having to be the one uh to do it and and the 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 dance i can't remember if we said this on the show but the dance is going to be picked 
by the three members of the non-losing committee. So it, it could it really, there's nowhere to go but down. We got two more games to play, though. Uh, you can The first one, you can get two points from. And the first one is going to be which team will have the most transactions from Saturday to Monday. Now, we were going to do uh, which team will have the most transactions at the deadline. But, you know, given that, like, the Eric Stahl move could be considered a deadline move. Um, and you would kind of have a little bit of insight intel on that. Uh, we decided to erase that. We're doing most transactions. Actually, should we do it from Friday to Monday? Since uh, we're, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday, so the prediction will still stand regardless. I like, I like Friday to Monday. I think yeah, that's Friday, Friday to Monday. Um, I mean, that doesn't really change any of our picks. I probably would imagine. Um, doesn't, yeah, no. Really. But uh, yeah. All right. Who wants to lead us off for this one? I mean, I'll, I'll start again. I think, this is – I'm really just showing how uh, how confident I am that Toronto is just going to go Pushing absolutely haywire. Mm-hmm. I, I really you think Toronto – I am all in, baby. I think uh, I think Toronto has, has the most moves this deadline. I, I think uh, – I really think they're going all in. All in. The only other team that I considered was the Caps because uh, I think that they're kind of in a similar boat where they kind of – they're getting older. They kind of want to go all in again. Um, but I'm I'm fairly confident that Toronto, if they're not at the very top, will be close to and make several moves from now until the deadline. Oh, this is a really tough one for me. A really, really tough one for me because I can see a lot of these teams, especially these buyers, being extremely aggressive at the trade deadline. I'm actually going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes on this one because they're a team that's second in the Central Division right now at 55 points. And they, while they're very good, I think they have a want to prove themselves as legitimate contenders. I think they're going to make a lot of moves to try and solidify that roster and make a run, a deep run in the playoffs. If not a Stanley, well, obviously the goal is a Stanley Cup championship, but I, I think they want that. I think they're going to make some moves at the trade deadline here to get that roster padded down, solidified, make themselves legitimate contenders. You said Carolina? Yes, that's a that's a great pick. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with Florida. Um, I think it's a pretty low chance that you know the just like sheer odds that any of us actually get this right and get the two points. Uh, I I think Florida for the much similar, speak for yourself, buddy. All right, uh, <laughs> I think for a, for a very similar reason that you picked Carolina, I'm gonna pick Florida because they and the thing with Carolina or the thing with Florida is they are not a team who has been there before. Like like. Carolina has had like recent runs. Carolina is building something that has been building over, you know, a couple of years. And the same could be said for the Florida Panthers. But the the thing with Florida is that like when you're in this situation um, and you have a good hockey team and you have the buzz and, you know, you have the attention of the people, you got to go for it. Like this is a year, this, this reminds me a lot of like, maybe not so much because they don't have like, the, the pending like UFA departures to worry about, like for the most part, Florida is going to bring back the exact same team next year. The only uh, free agents they have is Alex Wenberg and you Um The only thing with that though, is that like, I don't know if they have like the most glaring needs in the entire world. Like they're, they're a pretty well-rounded group. And this might be a situation where they say, you know what? We like our guys. They've gotten us here. We have a culture. We have this magic rolling like, let's keep it going. But uh, at, the, at the end of the day, like, it makes sense to me. They have $4 million in cap space. They can add a couple pieces without having to do too much finagling. But then again, that might work to my detriment because the team who's right up against it might have to make a couple different moves to free up cap space. I don't, I don't really know where I stand, uh, but I'm just, I'm going to stick with Florida on that. 
I, even though I don't feel very good about it. The yeah, this is. I mean, this is by far the hardest uh, one for all of us to predict. This is one that I, I would say, even if you took the odds of all four of our answers and then put that against the field and against like one of the 27 other teams, yeah. the 27 other teams would be the heavy favorite. This is definitely a shot in the dark. Um, should we do, should we do like, uh, well, no, this is still well, only two points. Still to your two point points. though, too, Nolan, you look at, if you go back to that West division, I mean, look at, there's two teams in that division who aren't there very often. You have Minnesota and Arizona. Those are two teams that are right now sitting in a playoff spot. They're also probably going to be, if you're taking that mindset with the Pan- uh, Panthers, they could be doing the same thing, trying to make moves because they are not there that often. They want to be there more often. They're looking at this as an opportunity to start opening that window, whereas a lot of these teams, the window is actually closing, which could, for those teams, be why they make moves, like the Washington Capitals, like Scott said. Yeah, and the thing – I go back and forth about the uh, Wild because, like, they – they're on, on one aspect, it's like, well, they are – just coming out of a retooling like that they you know they they ran the whole we're not rebuilding we're retooling line and uh i rolled my eyes at that i hate it and uh look at what happened they retooled on the fly and it worked really well and so yeah absolutely having having the rookie of the year on your team definitely helps um but like i i go back and forth on them because yes they haven't been there before but at the same time like they have a good future. So like, are they going to want to mortgage a future? Like they could be here the next couple of years. Like there's no real clock running out, but at the same time, they do have these older guys on the team like Parise and Suter, but at the same time, like Parise is not the guy he once was. So are you necessarily trying to, to maximize the window to get the most out of Parise? Um, I don't really know. I go back and forth on it. And then Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix is who, I, or Arizona, uh, like they're, they're not the same as Florida to me. Like Florida is somebody that's building and is kind of like entering their prime as a team with a lot of homegrown talent. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, think I can't, I can't put Arizona in that, in that same class. I think it's interesting. We all took buyers. I mean, it's, it's, I know. I thought, I, of, I think that's interesting. Like it's very, obviously it's very possible that, uh, the person so that makes stressed. the most, the, <laughs> the, the team that makes the most trades is, is a seller. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's totally feasible. It could be the Red Wings to be completely I, honest. I was going you. to say that, but then that would contradict my over under two and a half. Trades. Right. But the, so I just think it's interesting. All of our minds when, it, when we went to, Oh, who's going to make the most trades all went to buyers uh, rather than sellers. But I, I do think, um, I mean, logistically, I think that that kind of makes sense, but it's, it's totally possible. And like I said, it could honestly, we could be sitting here uh, on whatever Monday, Tuesday and, and talking about how the Red Wings made the most trades. That's not out of the realm. Is it too late to change my answer? I don't think it should be. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going Buffalo. It's not official until the episode's posted. I'm going Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. Okay. So you're going the sell route then. Yeah. I was just thinking that sure. too, because out of your point, Scott, about sellers is a good one. I was thinking the only team right now that has peace, like besides the Red Wings who have a few like, okay pieces that teams might want. Buffalo right. has good pieces that teams would want. And they have right. several of them in Taylor hall. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, I don't think if Jack they're planning to blow it up yeah. fully. Yeah. You know, I think that that's their, their, the amount of trade, they might not reach the most in the NHL, but they at least have like 
the highest floor, like the, mm-hmm. the like they're pretty much guaranteed to make two trades. I think that's pretty much a, a guarantee. One is absolutely a lock, and I, I think it's probably pretty safe to say they make two trades. I think because um, we're not yeah. counting, uh, we're not counting the what was it the stall trade? No, correct. No. That, not counting. Yeah, the stall no, trade. we're not, not counting, counting that because it's starting on Friday. Um. So yeah, and Buffalo really for no reason. I just I, you know, I have more confidence in them than Florida. So why the hell not? Uh, all oh, right. well, Sabers. Yeah. So all right, last thing to wrap this up, we're going, <laughs> we're going to uh, each select hand select the guys that you think are going to get traded by the Red Wings at the deadline. So you can pick as many as you want. Each one gives you each correct answer gives you plus two. But each wrong answer gives you minus two, so you kind of you know it can be a little conservative. So you can you can pick nobody. Right, right. Defining wrong. Okay. So if I pick, does Luke Lendenning get traded? Yes or no? That's that's it. Does he get traded? No, 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 no. For sure. But if we're making a parlay, right? So if I pick five people and three of them get traded, I'm honestly, I'm obviously getting minus two for each of the two that didn't get traded, right? Yep. So on the flip, if I only pick one person and three people get traded, am I getting minus two for the people Ooh. that did get traded that I didn't pick? Yes, I think, yeah, because then otherwise there's no right. pressure to I not agree. be conservative. I agree. Okay, I was just wanting to clarify that's a good, that That's a great addendum. Right, addendum, addendum. I, um, I, I just wanted to clarify that before, uh, <laughs> before we went in there. All right, uh, I'm going to go, and again, this might contradict something I've said earlier, but I think maybe, who knows, some of this might end up in a package. I'm going to go Bobby Ryan, Luke Lendenning, Jonathan Bernier, and I think that's it. Okay. I like, I like the three that. most obvious ones, but like I, I'm not going to go outside of something I believe in just for the sake of not picking the obvious thing. Right. So I'm going to stick with those three guys, and that's all there is to it. I so I I said under on, on the trades um on two and a half. I think I mean I'm not trying to speak for anybody. I would be shocked if anybody didn't have Bobby Ryan on theirs. I, I think that that's probably the the all four of us are going to, at a bare minimum are going to have him on there. Um, I the only thing that makes me slightly hesitant about Bernier is the injury. Right. That's the only thing we're like, again, I, I said my piece earlier. I think there is no purpose for us to hold on to him, but I think the market might sour if he's like actually hurt her. Um, like Mike Green, the two previous years before he got tra- traded. Right. Exactly. So like, man, um, I'm going to go with Bobby Ryan. Like you can't not pick Glenn Denning either. Like, oh my gosh, you, you can't pick the you can't not pick the expiring deals. You literally like yeah, like you can't not pick those three guys. I feel like the only variable is like, do you want to get a little saucy and throw in a Merrill or a correct? Yeah, but think I would stake right here. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we have well, okay. So we we should actually since we're doing the oh wait, never mind, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Okay. I think okay. Um, man, 
I keep going back and forth. So, okay, I- I'm going to pick those three. Brian, can you put the Shark Tank music in here? <laughs> bum, 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 I'm going to pick bum, those three, bum, okay? Bum. And then, to separate myself from the pack and because I'm so confident in all my other ones, I'm throwing Marky Stahl in there. Wow. I hate that for you. I'm, I love it I for am me, picking but I hate that all for you. three of the same as you plus Mark Stahl. This man is on one. What do you got, Brian? I'm <laughs> I mean, I'm the same as you two. I mean, the obvious ones are Ryan Glendening, Bernier. I can't – I, I, str- I do struggle with Bernier too, Scott, like you were saying, just because it's always hard, so hard to predict a goaltender market. And it, to us, it makes so much sense to want to deal him. But the problem is, is what teams are looking to buy a goaltender. Right. And there are some teams out there, but it's all going to be for the right price. I'm going to stick with Bernier just because to, from our perspective, it seems like a no brainer, but who knows what will actually happen. But just to throw another one in there to set, you know, to make it saucy, as Nolan would say, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with John Merrill. That's a good one. I, I, think, I like that. I think John Merrill, his advanced statistics, he's a great defensive defenseman. Yep. It's just, I He's think a team at a that's great looking, price. Yes. I think a team that's looking to uh, solidify their defense is going to look at John Merrill and think he's very attractive. I don't think you're going to get a very high return form, probably some middle to late round picks, but you take anything if you're willing to do it. Let's be honest. I don't think John Merrill is the future of this team. All right. I'll get a little saucy too. I'll throw in Sam Gagne. There you I, go. I like, I like, I think, I think Sam Gagne is sneaky almost in the same class as the the obvious three. Like uh, I go and I go back and forth on this. Like I, it, the only reason is because Ethan makes fun of me all the time for like saying that Sam Gagne could be valuable in any way, but Ethan's a jackass. So um, <laughs> I just think like what, I, I don't know, a, a right-hand shot depth center, like those don't grow on trees. Like I know, and I know Sam Gagne is not the most valuable dude in the world, but like if you, if you have a need and you can fill it for super cheap while also not giving up that much in return, like he, he makes like what a million dollars, maybe less. I think he might make yeah. less. Um, I think it's just under. Yeah. And I don't know. He's on his That's, way out of the league until a Sam Gagne game. Yeah, exactly. And like the thing, and, and the thing is, is like, yeah, Cause I, you know, I hear a lot of like, Oh, our team's going to want to add real life dollars to make a playoff push when there's no fans in the stands. But here's the thing is like Sam Gagne makes, you know, whatever, $950,000 a year. He has played most of his season with the Detroit Red Wings. So when you, by the time you get him over there, like he has like one fifth of a season left. So like how much real money is, the organization that trades for him going to have to pay him. You know what I'm saying? And so like at, at that point, it just becomes kind of like, uh, yeah, why not? You know, like, I don't know. Why not us? Yeah. Why not us? Why not us? <laughs> uh, all right. So that does it. We'll, we'll add them all up. We'll update you guys on uh, Tuesday. What happened? Uh, I'm going to go on lids and, and start picking out my hat now. Uh, any, any closing thoughts from either of you boys? Thanks for joining us today, Brian. This is a, this is a lot I can't of fun. wait to see Nolan go Corvette, Corvette. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you see all my social media accounts mysteriously get deleted, you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for our trade deadline week extravaganza hoopla 2K21. Uh, this was a great time. We're going to keep the energy rolling. We've got lots of great things planned ahead if this is your first time joining us. We have got uh, – we're going to do draft month 
the second that the season is over, we're going to be going hard on the draft. We're going to be talking about the, we're going to have great guests, all that other stuff, subscribe uh, and make sure that every morning uh, when you wake up, our latest episode is waiting for you in your inbox. We got five episodes a week coming. We'd appreciate it if you listen to all of them. We're happy to have you for any amount of them. And uh, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore audience. like to have a lot of fun on there too. So uh, we'll see you back here on Monday for another trade deadline special of some sort. I'm not sure what yet. Uh, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.